So it's kind of been a tough week. Uh, and I'll, I'll be honest, and, and the, the, the problem is my wife. <laughs> almost, almost every day this week, she has beat me to the coffee pot. And you know, the Bible teaches he brews. So this morning, I got up a little earlier to make sure that at least as I came into church on Sunday, I was fulfilling my uh, marital duties. Uh, but I am focusing today, the sermon today is focusing on Hebrews. And that two verses in particular uh, that are a part of our text, but, but honestly, it's those two verses as they, as they give life to the context of what comes before and after these verses in Hebrews itself. I want to start with this notion, however, that sort of sets the tone from uh, Galatians. What? There we go. Galatians 5 says this, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. We're going we're gonna to hear in the text today the freedom that is ours because of what has been done for us through Jesus Christ, uh, but also then what we're called to do out of that freedom in service to one another. So these are the two verses I want to focus on in Hebrews. Uh, Hebrews 10, 23 and 24, and this is how they read. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And I want to suggest to you that there's a dividing line here in Hebrews, that, that that first verse, verse 23, is picking up on all the stuff that had preceded it, and that that second verse is, is about to make known the importance of how we use our freedom in gratitude to Christ for what he has done for us. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Keep in mind that this doesn't say anything yet about how we move forward in our lives, but it talks about the basis, the foundation out of which we move forward. God, who promised us forgiveness of sins and righteousness is faithful. Our hope is anchored in the faithfulness of God, keeping his promises to us in Jesus. In the ninth chapter of Hebrews, it talks about the, the sacrificial system of the Old Testament. It talks about how animals have been crucified, how blood needed to be shed in order to, to atone for the sins of the people. And it talked about how incomplete that was, how that had to be repeated over and over again. 
and therefore it didn't give the kind of stability and hope, but rather once you got forgiven for the past, you were right back into being in debt the next day. And it talks about the power of the gospel, that Christ Jesus gave his life for us once and for all, that that perfect sacrifice solidifies your forgiveness, your hope, your freedom because of his faithfulness. The blood of Christ is calling us now to act. And what does it invite us to do? It invites us to come into the presence of God. A part of the freedom from sin is a freedom for fellowship with God. And we're called later in this text not to neglect this coming together into God's presence. Next week, uh, both of our children and their spouses and our five grandchildren are all coming to our house for Thanksgiving. They are all going to be there for five days, and I can't wait for our family to be back together. It is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, there are likely to be some challenges along the way as the five grandchildren interact with one another and as they negotiate the stairs of our house. Two of them don't have stairs in their house. The other three do. But I'm still excited about it. I'm so looking forward uh, to them coming into our house. And I am an earthly father. And I'm excited about my kids and grandkids coming. And I want to suggest to you that what Jesus Christ has done for us in his death and resurrection, in forgiving us and making us children of God, is, is a sign to us that the attitude of our Heavenly Father is just as excited about you being in His presence as I am my children and grandchildren coming next week. God loves you. God wants to abide with you, to be present in your life, active in your concerns, providing and caring for you in a daily way. So we don't neglect coming together with the God who gave his only son so that we could be in his presence. It's one of the gifts we share. Jesus is our source of hope. Now, the reality is that we have been in this church year on a journey like we are every, every year, uh, uh, beginning the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we go in this period of time through Advent and Christmas and Lent and Easter uh, where we talk about Jesus and we learn about Jesus. And then when Pentecost comes this year, it was our first Sunday back inside on the 23rd of May, we begin a journey of discipleship where we talk about what does it mean to be followers of Jesus. They call it ordinary time. It's the time when you get tired of seeing the green, week after week after week. And yet it's an important time for us to be having thought about what is it that God calls me to in my freedom. 
And it just so happens that the last two weeks have been, if you will, an interruption of that ordinary time, of that Pentecost time for Reformation and All Saints Sunday. And you may remember that when I came to Reformation Sunday, sorry about flipping back and forth, this is the slide I want to be on, thank you. Uh, I, I used this slide in my Reformation sermon. And, and some of you, you're all good with we're forgiven in Jesus, amen? But some of you are a little bit struggling with this idea that, that you receive righteousness from God, from faith in Jesus. All of us who believe are made righteous in Christ. You struggle with that a little bit, and we're continuing to talk about it, because when you look in the mirror, you remember your past, but what I want to tell you again is that Jesus died for that past, and what you have now is the merit of Christ given to you, declared to you, put upon you by God himself. So you are righteous. We remembered that when Romans uh, 3.23 talks about all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, it immediately moves into verse 24 where it reminds us that we are also justified by his grace as a gift and that this is the redemption that is ours in Jesus. We are redeemed. That is the hope we have. We talk about all the time in the Lutheran church, we're justified by grace through faith. But what that word justification means is that our sins are forgiven and we are declared righteous. I showed you this slide where it talks about the negative viewpoint, which is basically in Christ we are forgiven, and then the positive viewpoint, which declares in Christ you are righteous. That was, that was the discussion as we were going through Reformation. It was a reminder to us that we are forgiven, but also a reminder to us that we are righteous. And then last week, on All Saints Sunday, uh, Dean John shared with us again this declaration that you are saints of God in Christ Jesus. Believe it, not because of what you do, but because of what God has done for you. That's the anchor and the foundation. We have this hope as an anchor for our souls to keep us firm and secure in our faith. Now, what is that, what is that firmness? What is that security from? Honestly, it's from our own conscience. It's from our own brokenness. It's from our own self-condemnation, even more so than condemnation from others. And so as we look in the mirror, we remember we're children of God. Now, just to understand that that's been the thrust of this early part of Hebrews 9 and the early part of 10 before we come to today, it goes on from there. In verse 11, after our verses for today, there's a whole host of a hall of fame of faith. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Abel. By faith, Abraham. It talks about these great men of God throughout the Old Testament who do these amazing things for God by faith. And then it even moves as it starts in chapter 12 to these amazing words. Therefore, since we 
are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. We are freed from sin, but we are also freed for a purpose. To live in the fellowship of God and to live in fellowship with one another. And so we hear this admonition. Let us consider, think deeply about how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. This week, you received, uh, probably if you're a member uh, here of St. Timothy's, you would have received our, our stewardship packet. And next week, you're invited to bring that back and, and tell us what your commitments will be for 2022 at St. Timothy's. And is it about money? Yes. Is it only about money? No. We also want you to think about how you can use your gifts to stir one another on to love and good works. We also want you to think about your commitment to being gathered together to worship God, to abide in God's presence, to be nurtured in his presence. All three of those factors we're asking you to consider in the coming week so that you can bring those commitments forward. I believe in discipleship, and I, I, I hope and pray that as we move forward as a church, my leadership here, uh, together with the leadership of our, our Grow Group leaders and Pastor Jana and those on council, will help us to move as a church deeper and deeper into discipleship. But we have a problem. You have a problem. Um, and it's, it's as true at St. Tim's as it's been of all the other congregation I've ser served, you mostly Scandahoovians, uh, you know, you, if, I, if I ask you if you're forgiven, yes, if I ask you if you are gifted by God, if you have a spiritual gift, you go, huh? Well, what was that? A spiritual what? Even though 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says to each is given the manifestation, the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit for the common good, meaning every single one of you have a gift of the Spirit from God in order to bless the whole of us together as the body of Christ, most of you will say, I don't know what that is. And so a big part of this discipleship that, that I want to talk about, that I want us to continue to look at at St. Timothy's has to do with you seeing and affirming the gift of God that you perceive in the other. Because you are able to see God's gift in other people much more quickly than you're able to see it in yourself. And so I want you to, to think about this, consider how we may spur one another on by, by seeing and by speaking aloud the gifts you see in each other as a way to encourage one another to allow God to live through you as a disciple of Christ, as a witness in the world. 
And the more we do that, the more I think God's gifts will explode in their use as we bear witness to him in this place. But, but there, is, there is a problem. Every single text, this Hebrews text, the gospel text, the Daniel text, also points out that life isn't going to be easy. There are going to be challenge upon challenge upon challenge in the way, just as we've experienced in COVID in the last year. It even, it even points out that those challenges are going to be within our own families. It isn't going to be easy, and because it isn't easy, we need every encouragement we can to persevere. We need to remember over and over again that our, our hope is not in what we can do or what our church can do. Our hope is in what God has promised to do for us in Christ Jesus. And it's in the security of that hope that we persevere, that we keep moving on, even in the face of hardship and challenge, that we make whatever adjustments we need to make in order to do what God calls us to do in order to spur one another on to love and good works. That's the calling that is before us. This idea of stewardship of our, our time and our talents and our treasures has to do with how we live out this thing we call the Christian life. How we make use of the abundant blessings that God has poured out upon us in order to bless and uplift and encourage one another in Christ, especially through days that are difficult. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we have this incredible hope in Christ. And too often we think that that's only talking about our past and the forgiveness of our sins or our ultimate future uh, in eternity with God in heaven. But we have lives to live. We have lives to live by faith. We have lives to live to honor God and to enter into his presence and to remember that he's at work in and among us each and every day and each and every moment. And we have lives to live together as the body of Christ in this place, using the abundant blessings of God to stir one another on. Oh, no, by the way, I missed this. I'll just throw it in right here at the end since I skipped over it too fast. You know that word stir up one another to love and good works? The Greek is actually much more appropriately uh, translated provoke. You, you, there's kind of an antagonism to that word provoke, isn't there? And in fact, in the Greek, it, it has that sort of antagonism, meaning, you know, don't back down. Like, keep at it. Keep, keep encouraging one another. And, and don't worry about being too timid about it. Uh, when you see the gifts in others, invite them and invite them again and tell them how you're looking forward to seeing this community and even your life blessed as they live out that blessing of God in them. This is the season of discipleship. We live as the body of Christ in this place. What a wonder it will be to watch the kingdom of God erupt in our midst. Amen.